Hi everyone, it's Tom Panos, John McGrath, and I've got to tell you, Troy Malcolm just tried to steal my thunder. <laughs> he tried to, John, you saw that with your own eyes. There, there's no substitute, Tom, for your introduction to this panel, this show. Okay, so Troy, Troy's role was to get us the great mics. We haven't got the mics, and instead... Instead of being on the back foot, he went assertive and thought, okay, what I'll do is I'll introduce this whole thing today. So hopefully the next time you guys hear us, we'll be sounding a bit crisper and clearer because we're operating from dinosaur microphones here that Troy's got in his old kit bag, but we'll have new ones soon. So, John, we were together only a month or two ago. I remember coming back from Christmas. You came back and I came back roughly the same week, second week in January. Um... It's now two, three days before Easter. At that first podcast, we said there was no reason that this would not be the best quarter to starting a year. And I think talk around agents around Australia has indicated March is probably going to go down as one of the best real estate transaction months that this country's ever seen. Well, I, th- I agree, Tom. And I think every market is anywhere between the beginning of the recovery to on fire. Of course, Sydney's on fire, Melbourne's very, very strong. There are other markets like Brisbane and the Gold Coast that have been particularly flat but are in recovery mode. So I think there's no excuses anymore. Seriously, anyone in real estate now that's not positive and growing their business, you need to really think about, is this the right industry for you? Because I think it's a great market for Australia. Yeah. So, John, I can't help but think to myself that I love compartments and I think to myself, this is good. January, February, March is finished. Um, Easter is basically at us, people listening to this. Some people are listening to this, of course, over the Easter break. They listen to it as they, they feel like it. So we've got an opportunity to maybe prompt our listeners a good time to reflect. What should people start be thinking the first quarter's over? Uh, what should they start be thinking about the next three months? Well, look, you're only, as I often say, Tom, at the beginning of a seminar, you're either on track or off track. There's only two spots you can be. On track means you're delivering what you expected and more. Off track means you're probably making excuses. So first thing, I think you've got to, if you are off track, that is if you're not hitting your numbers and if you're not excited about your your present results, you need to take responsibility and you need to re-engineer and say, what is it? And not blame the market, not blame competitors. Because I've got to tell you, you know, if you're really aligned to your values and you've got a great story to tell and you're energised on a daily basis and you're creating raving fans and you're talking straight and all the good things that you know we talk about in terms of brand brand you, um, the market should be coming to you. So you know I, I think you've really got to take responsibility and once you take responsibility you can fix it. If you don't take responsibility you, you can never fix anything because there's always an excuse for every poor result in your life, be it real estate, business or anything else, there is always going to be an excuse. So just own your results. And you know, I often say to our team downstairs, the numbers don't lie. You know, if, if I look at your numbers for the last six months, seriously, you know, like if, if you've got a low listings rate, low clearance rate, there's a problem there we need to fix. So I think the first thing is, if you're off track, fix it. Work out what it is. Stop the excuses. Eliminate your excuses and then just create a solution. If your clearance rate is low, either you've listed them too high or you haven't got a strong enough marketing program, because if you've listed them at the right price and you've managed a client's expectations every step of the way and you've got great buyer activity through your opens and through your telephone and the internet and all sorts of things, well, you should have an 80% clearance rate. Certainly in this market you should, I think. Yeah. So I, I think you know people have got to just 
and Easter being a great time to do it because hopefully people will spend a bit of time with their families and just chilling out and going for walks or going for swims or whatever you decide to do over Easter. What a great time to reflect. The next thing, Tom, is FY15 is upon us. So even though June 30 is kind of the official end date of the year, the listings you do or don't get after Easter are going to start impacting the beginning of the new financial year, which of course starts on the 1st of July. So we're saying to our guys, you've got to finish strong to start strong. So if you finish the next you know, couple of months really strong, you'll have a great financial year 15. Okay. John, on that point, we know that we've just come from a weekend where there has been an abundance of listings on the market. We know in uh, Sydney and Melbourne, the amount of auctions were record highs and they were reported in a lot of the press. And we also know that across Australia in non-auction marketplaces, there's been an abundance of for sale properties and non-auctions yeah. and other methods of sales. What has come up in conversations to you and to me in the last couple of weeks is this extra listings that have come on have meant the buyer energy may have dropped off a bit and agents are beginning to get a little bit nervous about mm -hmm. the market. What have you been hearing? Exactly the same thing. I'm hearing anything from the market softening to, oh, you know, we're not having the same buyer demand that we had before, I wonder. I think you've got to be very careful as an agent. No, number one is, as, as volume increases, there will be some slight dilutionary effect. Nothing to concern about, but you've really got to make sure that you're aligned with the new prices, which could be different from last month's prices. So, you know, when you take a property to market, it's what is it worth at that time? That's really the key thing. Um, so I think that's really important. The other thing is, again, just remove the excuses. I say to my guys, look, Tom, you don't have to worry about the market. If your game is on song, if you've got the brand in your community that people want to deal with, if you've got the reputation, if you can, you can deal with any market, then you never have to be worried about you know, the future forecast for the industry because you know you're always going to be right. If the market's down, your business is good. If the market's up, your business is good. If the market's plateaued, your business is good. So I think agents that are worried about is the market softening, which by the way, I don't think it is at all. Um, I think you know they've really got to just look at their own game internally. What do you control, which is not the market, it's your own, your own performance within the market. Because the market is the market, isn't it, John? The market's the market. The market has a life of its own. It, right. it operates irrespective of what an agent feels about the market. So an agent saying this or worrying about this doesn't affect the market, but an agent can actually influence their own behaviour in response to the market. That's all they? you can influence. Exactly right. It's all you can influence is what you do or don't do. What the weather's doing and the interest rates are doing, that stuff is something that you can never change. So why sweat over it? Just you know, sweat over your own stuff, not the other stuff. So I think that's really careful to not worry about what that is. What do I think is really happening in terms of the commerciality of it? I think we saw a flood of listings before Easter people wanting to get on. I think there are some buyers that have been burnt because they've attended six, seven, eight auctions and missed out. So they've got a bit of buyer fatigue. So some of the buyers are kind of sitting out on the sidelines a bit saying, we're just going to take a breather for five minutes. Um, there's been a flood of new property. Now, by the way, we still had, a, I think Troy was about 80% clearance on the weekend, wasn't it? And Troy himself did, what was it, nine out of nine? And I think Scott Kennedy Green did 14 out of 14. So extraordinary. This guy's extraordinary. On, the, on a Monday, he'll sit here <laughs> and he'll record. On a Tuesday, he'll edit. On a Saturday, he'll auction. What do you do on Thursdays? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so, there, so you had an amazing weekend. A great clearance, all. even though the volume was up significant. This was our biggest auction month, sorry, auction weekend ever 
in the history of our company. We're 20% up on the second highest, which I think was last November. Um, and, uh, and we still had as high clearance rate as we've been getting. We've been up around 80% all year. So I guess you know, that's, that's not to brag because that's not who we are, but it's to say I think that even when the market volume's up, even if there's a bit of buy fatigue in some areas, you can still get great results through managing expectations and staying close to your buyers and close to your sellers. Yeah. John, I think it's such an important topic that we should, in the next two to three weeks, allocate a podcast on great vendor management. Yeah, I agree. And we should address it because if there is property that is sitting up there because agents have not told their vendors the reality of that current marketplace, maybe we'll be able to give a few ideas strategies and techniques that they can actually and maybe it's just a reminder for agents yeah no no i think it's really critical um but for today's podcast please don't start talking yourself into the fact you think the market's softened the market hasn't this is the beginning of a three-year growth cycle there will be months where it's a bit softer than other months but generally speaking it's going to be an upward trajectory albeit at a slower pace this 15 percent that say sydney's seen over the last 12 months um, I'm the first to say I don't want to see another 15% because off the back of two 15% rises is going to be a 7 or 8% correction, guaranteed. So I'd like to see single digit growth from here moving forward for the rest of this cycle. That would suit me and I think it would suit most vendors. Okay, so in summary, John, people have got this Easter uh, period. Uh, it runs into school holidays for a lot of people in Australia. So the reality is that some people are taking time off. Yeah. In that time off, uh, one of the top questions that you raised, and I love it, is are you on track or off track? If you're off track, own, own it. Get rid of your excuses and get back on track. That's the beauty of it. If you take responsibility. I've got to mention before we finish, Tom, this week Troy and I met um, a guy from LinkedIn. Uh, it's funny because social media, you know, you hear about LinkedIn and Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and all these sort of things and everyone will have their own kind of version of it. And I'd sat on the sidelines around LinkedIn, but they came out, or this, this particular guy came out, Ryan, and he was fantastic actually, very knowledgeable and uh, a great salesman, Troy, wasn't he really? Quite dynamic. And he just talked us through it. That is a serious business. There's about 6 million Australians currently on LinkedIn. Now you've got to remember, if you're on LinkedIn, as opposed to say Facebook and Twitter, you're not a 14 year old kid, potentially, you're a professional business person. So that's pretty much 6 million professional business people that own property that we would like to sell to and sell for and represent. This is a very strong connection network. So you know, we're now really throwing ourselves into it as a corporation. Um, certainly as an individual, I'm now you know, starting to build connections and connect up with you know, other people and get into networks and, and really discover it. So um, just for this week, I'd really encourage people, having now been through the experience of, and a lot of people will say, oh, mate, what are you talking about LinkedIn? I've been on it for three years. Well, that's fine, but a lot of people haven't. And like me, they'd known about it, but they just started to check it out. I'd encourage people to get onto it and build a profile, put your photo up, put some information about yourself and start building some professional conne connections and professional network on LinkedIn. It's very good. Okay, well that's very good advice because I think, John, that someone that's on LinkedIn that's working in a corporation, working in a small business, is obviously a person that may be living or wanting to buy or sell a house. It sounds like it's the audience 
that yeah. actually is a good fit with real estate. I think traditionally oh. people have thought that LinkedIn has got to do with more large corporations and you know right. the, the managers and the executives that work there. But in fact, anyone that's on there, um, potentially the vendor that you're currently selling for is on LinkedIn. Oh, 100%. And you know, we've still got a straight uh, Facebook strategy working in parallel. Um, but this, this LinkedIn is, is a serious business. So uh, definitely, if you haven't checked it out yet, get onto it. And uh, I think in the next week or two, we should definitely do a, um, a vendor management, uh, managing expectations podcast. Cause okay. Well, John, uh, we wish all our listeners all the best over Easter. Um, special time. I know the uh, South Sydney Rabbitohs uh, double up and <laughs> play right. a game at, uh, at the Easter show. I remember going there last year and I kept looking at uh, all these Bulldogs and South Sydney jerseys at the Easter show and I thought to myself, geez, there's a lot of supporters here. And it wasn't until my seven-year-old daughter told me they're playing a game next door. Next door. Yeah, well, we've had, Rabbitohs had a couple of wins, so I don't feel so bad now talking about the football. I was pretty upset there for a few weeks, but we're back, yeah, on, well, back on the winning track. Unfortunately, John, I wasn't here for the episode that uh, the Tigers uh, <laughs> actually right. had a very good win that game. I, it, it, it slipped our mind. We'll talk about it again when they'll meet again. Good Until then, to all our listeners, this has been Tom Panels and John McGraw. We'll see you next week. Have a good Easter.